everybody, welcome to another edition of the Bald Move Television Podcast, we're the officially unofficial podcast for all of television. I'm your host, Aaron. I'm Jim. I'm Cecily. And today, we are going to be truly talking about all television. The San Diego Comic Con was last week, and a bevy, a certified bevy, LP bevy of trailers dropped, and we're going to be talking about all of them, and then we're going to be looking at Amazon uh, Prime Video's new superhero subversion, The Boys... Uh, finally, we're going to wrap up HBO's Losa Spookies first Spookies season uh, in Spookies style. <laughs> and with that said, let's get right into trailer talk. Um, I've got a list of what I think is all the television trailers that I actually care to talk about. I've, you know, if you're mm-hmm. a fan of the C- CW superhero sure. stuff, then you know where to find that and talk about it. Uh, they're all on season 17. There are a lot of them. Holy, there hell. are really a lot of them. They, um, I was I watching only knew of like Flash and Arrow, but there are fifteen shows. I was watching yeah. Red Letter Media talk about stuff, and like they were listing off all the things. There's like, did you know the Agents of Shield is on its like eighth season, mm-hmm. and like Arrow's on season seven, yeah. and like there's, there's a Black Vul- Vulcan, I think, or there's Black... something new, or yeah, there's like Cloak and Dagger is an interesting That's one. Like a there's second second season or something. There's a new show that started with ruby rose called uh, batwoman yes i saw the bat I actually That's saw a the first season so 30 <laughs> second batwoman trailer that looked kind of cool but... so like there's a whole ecosystem out there if you want i hear that this is like one of the things they're doing is to prop up like a dc app okay. that they're gonna have like these television... kind of app they're gonna have their like, own like streaming, streaming app? yeah oh, like a streaming okay. app so like if you want to see all these like uh superhero shows then there's well, the, gonna be one outlet you could do it the boys is also a dc thing right is it? No, I don't think so. It's like a Marvel it. DC crossover, I think. Huh. Okay. Uh, I thought I saw it was DC at the beginning, like a big DC logo. But oh, was there DC? Because it was. It, I thought they were aping the style of the DC, but they changed it the, to be the boys. Mm-hmm. to kind of like sell that this is like an in-universe thing. But I, we'll talk right. about that when we get to the boys. Right. Uh, first up, uh, not a true trailer, but a fifty-second short from the new Rick and Morty season four. And I really want to want to talk about this to kind of like soft announce uh, to everybody that we are doing a podcast in uh, company with Starburns Audio to do a Rick and Morty podcast called Pickle Me This. And next week we're going to be doing um, we're essentially going to be gunning through the first two seasons to kind of catch up and get a bunch of coverage out there. Uh, then we're going to be doing one episode of season three a week leading up to the November premiere. And then we're going to be doing the complete season four coverage. And there's a lot of cool stuff. We've got a lot of resources um, that are being provided to us. There's going to be some surprises and there's going to be some special guests. And I'm very excited about it. Um, but yeah, we're going to be we're going to be doing that. So get excited. Rick and Morty is pretty awesome. Uh, I know it's not to everyone's taste, but I really, really enjoy it. It's a big hit with our family. I'm, I think. I'm, I'm fucking squanched to hear what you guys do with it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's move on to uh, Snowpiercer. Uh huh. What the fuck are they thinking? Snowpiercer <laughs> was barely able to sustain their concept uh-huh. over a 90 minute movie with Chris Evans, and this... every single thing they showed was in that movie. Yes. They yes. showed nothing new because I don't know that the concept can go any farther. This is a one-season show, mm-hmm. if that, 
I don't know what the fuck they're going to do for multiple seasons. And the movie's not even old enough for them to do a shot-for-shot remake and be a new thing for a new audience, right? How old is that? Because it was only like 2013. It's like six years old. No. I know. We're getting That recent? Yeah. Well, Jennifer Connelly's doing her best Tilda Swinton impression. Uh Uh-huh. And it just seemed like exactly the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it has those... If you haven't seen the movie, then I guess this would be new. And if you're willing to spend 12 hours watching... Watching a two-hour movie? Yeah. Why? And it's on Turner Broadcasting. Yeah, like, this is dumb. Yeah, I, let's, let's. I, I have no I, interest. I, in it this. looks. It, someone spent a shit ton of money, and I love Jennifer Connelly, but I have to hear that's literally the best thing on television before I'm going to give it a try. Uh-huh. Uh, something. Hey, wait, here's what I have to do. I have to hear that they have a season two story before I go through season one because I've already seen. Season or if it's one. if it's just a miniseries, I could like I, I, like if this was like a four episode miniseries, like okay maybe if they. But, it's, but then why would I watch four it? Four hours watching into our all movie. of humanity <laughs> on a supersonic train in a snowball world. It it just that sounds very familiar to me. Does it? Yeah, the Snowpiercer. Oh yeah, movie. Okay. I mean it's yeah. Okay, next movie, please, or next TV show. Uh, Star Trek Picard. Okay, dusting off Captain JLP. So. I was really hyped for this trailer, and then as I mentioned, I watched Red Letter Media's coverage of San Diego Comic-Con's trailers yesterday, and they unveiled that the head showrunner behind this is the same guy who got ousted off of Star Trek Discovery, and I guess is Mm. widely blamed by the Star Trek fandom for kind of running uh, the, the disco into the ground. Okay. So I'm and and this trailer, it's like all the things that I kind of thought were exciting, like oh, you know, Picard's unique relationship with the Borg, and there's like this uh, young Borg woman who's the key to the future, and there's Jerry Ryan back with right, uh, seven, seven of nine. nine. Like they were showing that they said that the what they promised was a more introspective look into the character of Picard, and you, they they traded heavily on him being a great farmer and all this other shit on Earth and. Mm-hmm. It does seem like is that the word for it? Hmm? A vintner, a vintner, maybe I believe is the word for it. Uh, grape herder, yes. <laughs> a they, grape they try and escape, uh, and what 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 they seem to be giving us is modern Trek, which is mm. very flimsy science fiction concepts stretched over a pretty standard network uh, action pl- uh, plot, and almost too much continuity because like. In the last few weeks, I've rewatched almost the entirety of season three of Star Trek The Next Generation. Mm-hmm. And that show, um, I mean, it's up and down. But the cool thing about the episodic nature of Star Trek is that, like, you just never knew what you were going to see. Like, are you going to see a period piece set in the Napoleonic Wars? Are you going to see, like, yeah. some swashbuckling shit in the holodeck? Or are you is gonna... this one episode going to be all Q-fluff? Or is this episode mm-hmm. going to be all very serious, traumatic yeah. things happening to these characters like psychological rape or no no <laughs> but, but like it's just, it was always something different where like the modern trek where it's like it's almost a slave to continuity and yeah. it's all like slapdash and battles and science fiction effects and i don't know i mean i don't know i i'm still gonna watch it because i love patrick stewart and i adore the character of picard but uh, and I'm I was very pleasantly surprised to see like it looks like they got Brent Spiner back with some digital makeup because he said yeah. he'd never do Data again because he visibly aged out of the role. He mm. does look different, but he's yeah. he's a rebuilt Data, so you can believe him looking different. And Marina Sirtis well, and so, Jonathan Frank said they were going to be back as Counselor Troy and, yeah. and William Riker. I mean, it's not just skin that's degraded by 
uh, the UV rays have been left out in a vineyard for yeah. 30 years or whatever the hell. Can I ask a question? Did people not remember what Data's eyes looked like? They were Be- yellow. But they're not this color yellow. <laughs> oh, okay. They're, they're not like radiator right. antifreeze no, coolant like, yellow. Um, like a pale yellow. Like a like a... You remember the popcorn jelly beans the Jelly Belly had? Yes. yes. They're like that color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the same thing like when I saw Yoda in the prequels. Like, did people forget what Yoda looked like? Does Lucas not have a reference of Jabba the fucking hut and his mm-hmm. coloration and the way his nose looks? Like, It can't seem really likely because we, I've been watching, rewatching the series lately. And if this is the first time I'm seeing it again from when it was on before, then yeah, I don't remember exactly the variations of yeah. black within the yellow to I make it know. look more like a human pupil it looked, iris. It was, looked weird. They didn't have HD cameras back then, man. Yeah. Well, HD broadcast. <laughs> it is really cool to also, if you've not seen Star Trek since the the next generation since the beginning, um, the 35 millimeter print transfers that they got on Netflix are amazing. Mm. Like, like I have gotten a newfound appreciation for some of the sets and the props, and I've also got a newfound, like, what the <laughs> fuck were you guys thinking about some? Yeah. The hair and makeup and the costuming and the set dressing is all over the place on Star Trek, but when it's good, it's really, really good, mm-hmm. and a lot of that stuff just did not come across uh, on the television set. So I think this is just going to make me sad for the last 25 years of Star Trek. Like, what could have been if Patrick Stewart just... If they continued with Next Generation... Patrick Stewart had been playing Jean-Luc Picard. Like, yeah. you know, there's been a lot of Star Trek since then. Some that I've liked, some that I've very much not liked. Uh, but I miss my Jean-Luc Picard, and is, I don't know that this is going to be a, a perfect replacement for it. It's just time to bring back classic Trek. Like, going and just seeing weird shit and weird aliens and thinly veiled allegories and... Mm-hmm. You know, also the fun thing about the, the of revisiting Star Trek is just how much fun it is to watch, like, to get to know a cast and watch them do sometimes silly stuff and, you yeah. know, get to do, like, get to see Patrick Stewart dress up as, like, Three Musketeer and whip, you know, Lieutenant Barkley's ass. Like, that's just, like, fun. Like, the more you go to know the characters, and I feel like a lot of that stuff is kind of missing in modern Trek and... And I, 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 I don't know. I'm definitely down to see this show, mm-hmm. but I was really hoping for a little bit more classic Trek rather than like continuity, action, uh, and, and I don't know because I feel like some of the things that ruined Trek were like Deep Space Nine, even though I really like Deep Space Nine, and like Star Trek Nemesis, and then the <laughs> the yeah. the J.J. Abrams Star Treks. It's like. These are Trek flavored confections. They're not real to me, Star Trek. And I think we're kind of ready to, you know, we, it's been like close to 30 years since the last time we've had this kind of Trek. And there's a whole new list of social challenges and stuff. And we need some thinly veiled sci fi allegory to figure all this shit out, I think. Yeah. Um, Can we do a re release of your live commentary on the sex planet episode in, oh god when right before this comes out <laughs> I, I wish i could live stream all my trick because like i fucking have so much fun and uh watching these track things and i think it would be really interesting to watch it with a group of people but uh yeah we ought to that's been we yeah. we, we ought to make some kind of official release of that because that yeah, was uh, it's a lot of fun that was uh kickstarter only like seven years ago <laughs> um speaking of thinly veiled allegory how about watchmen Watchmen? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a couple bullet points ahead of me. But yeah, let's talk about Watch- Watchmen. What do you think oh, of the Watchmen trailer, Jim? It's my next bullet point. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I I mean, this. I'm super excited for this still. I think every trailer they've shown has gotten me more excited. Uh, I'm ready for uh, the clearly political 
uh, stew that it's that it's uh, making. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's it, it's kind of like I don't know, just a modern Watchmen. I'm I'm and excited. The cast, for it. oh my god, yeah, the, the cast, cast. Is... so good. It's like for all, all the best people from my favorite uh, shows, like The Wire, The Leftovers, yeah. uh, Fargo, and Legion. Um, I was honestly shocked that we saw a little bit of Dr. Manhattan, it looks like, because mm-hmm. I thought the one thing they would stay the far the fuck away from is Dr. Manhattan, because he's just such a game-breaking character. Um, yeah. But, like, when the Life on Mars song kicks mm-hmm. in and, you know, you see, like, the Grainy like satellite f- f- photo of that little blue figure on Mars mm-hmm. and then he picks up the yeah. mask at the end, it's... But I think this could be more about hearts and minds than sure. it is about, like mighty power that kind of thing because mm-hmm. like power only goes so far you mm-hmm. have to be able to get people on board with your cause dr manhattan i don't know was very good at that mm-hmm. uh so even with a character like dr manhattan in the mix i think it could still be very interesting yeah it seems to be asking a lot of human questions i don't i haven't followed mm-hmm. any of the comics after our graphic novels outside of the original ones and i know there were some expanded maybe prequel mm-hmm. universes no, uh, about 10 years ago, they came out of the whole line of, like, the prequels to, like, how did Adrian Veidt become, mm-hmm. you know, Ozymandias, uh, like, filling in the backstory of uh, okay. Rorschach and the, uh, the Silk Spectre and things like that, the modern incarnations of them. Um, it wasn't endorsed by Alan Moore or anything like that, because nothing ever <laughs> will be. But Okay. So, yeah, I mean, what I was getting at is that I think it's really interesting to update Rorschach to be the looking glass it's sort of a reflection of humanity, and it seems to be more grounded in human relationships and how they yeah. interact with each other than it is just like existential space conundrums. Yeah, I'm all for that. Giant tentacled monsters. <laughs> yeah, it just looks like there's a couple things like I really like the like the Gene Smart character say, "What's the difference between a mass cop and a vigilante?" And the person's like, "I don't know." She's, "I don't either." Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah to I love the, the clock motif. How they did the logo, like it was like the doomsday clock mm-hmm. counting down. Um, getting to see like I mean, that Justice trailer beating yeah. ass. What that TikTok trailer is so good. It's very good. Like, uh, for getting me pumped up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, again, I was not expecting Doctor Manhattan. Looks like we're going to get Doctor Manhattan, and Damon Lindelof is a fucking demented genius. And mm-hmm. I hope we get get some more of that leftover feels. Uh, anything else to t- say on the Watchmen? October 2019, I think, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before you know it. Damn, uh, full coverage. Let's stick with the W's and go Westworld. Okay, that's two bullet points ahead on mine. All right. Well, <laughs> suck it, because I'm, I'm, I'm having to f- dap well, on Well, that the fly. was my first bullet point, and holy <laughs> shit, Maeve kicks Nazi ass. Yeah. Uh, yes, she does. I was kind of surprised that we would get into some kind of con- constructed world, but we've got Nazi yeah, world, and Nazi. it seems like the robots are back in it. Yeah, you think they just made made copies of them and threw them it's, back in the park? And... Anything could fucking happen. Those could yeah. be like Nazi maves and the real maves is running out in the shock world. shock you to know that every single person you saw in the trailer was actually a robot version? <laughs> no. And there's four of there those were fuck, no humans in the trailer. There's four of those fucking black marbles, so we're, you know, uh-huh. like that's... I Okay, this trailer looks amazing, mm-hmm. but... All the same bullshit that happened last season could happen this season again. And I don't know if they learned the lesson that some of that's not fun or if you like, try to try to twist into so many knots that you stay one, literally one episode ahead of the Internet that it's not worth doing that. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But um, 
this season feels like make or break to me on Westworld. Yeah. I mean, I I won't like you, you know make a promise. Oh, I'm not going to watch season four if I don't like season three. But like, mm-hmm. I certainly won't be interested in a season four. Like yeah. uh, this is this is their chance to prove to me that they understand the mistakes that I think they made in season two. And they might have had, like, you know, Mr. Robot bounced back after season two, and I think yeah. it's literally because he had a really messy time trying to, you know, fit. He had, like, a like a story, and he had, like, half a story for that season two, but it would have been probably premature to jump into what he wanted to do in season three, so mm-hmm. you kind of pad out and drag your feet. I wonder if Westworld suffered from that same, like, structurally they've got a, like, a four-act thing that they want to do, and this second act was just a little weak. Um, I did like the idea that, like, um, um, uh, Dolores saying, like, I thought your world would be different from our, because that's... I, it does seem like the robots maybe had a rosy idea of what planet Earth is like. Like, there isn't mm-hmm. a powerful grinding up the weak all the time, yeah. uh, even though that's essentially all of human history. So that's a kind of cool concept to play with, too. HBO, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say that I think it's interesting that this could this could have a really long life cycle, but this trailer did feel like it was kind of final, maybe like one or two more seasons. It could have the Walking Dead problem where you just keep this, keep going back and forth between the robots and the humans in this, you know, this unmoving struggle that could go on for too long and give you fatigue. There's no actual movement because if Mm -hmm. the robots either get, I mean, the robots either exterminate humanity, get equal rights, or are oppressed, but like if they do the, the two former solutions that's the end of the series mm-hmm. you know like yeah, i mean hbo I, love shows about breaking the wheel yep is, is what i've learned <laughs> like that's what you know she's trying to do in this uh it, it almost seems like a manual for taking down our modern world hey before we get further in our conversations uh, a couple things going on here at baldmove.com this week cecily and i are still doing hulu's harlot season three on the bald move tv feed the one you're listening to right now Heartbreaker of an episode this week. Uh, if you got, if you if you need some support, if you need some shoulders to cry on, we're right here in this here feed watching Harlots. Check it out. Uh, I'm also doing a Legion podcast with Jason and Rima over at Podcastica, and we're cross posting that to BaldMove.com. You can find that at BaldMove.com or Podcastica.com. It's the final episode or final season of Legion. Uh, only got three episodes left, and it is getting wild and crazy. We also dropped a new Empire Business podcast yesterday, Thursday, where we talk about some new advertising stuff we've got, a new advertising deal, and a new exciting partnership. And the fruit of that partnership is going to be dropping next week. We're going to have more Rick and Morty coverage than you can shake a stick at for the next several weeks until we catch up to season three, in which we're going to slow down a little bit. And uh, you'll you'll you know, go go check it out. Uh, the feed has not been approved uh, by Apple yet. I think it's on Google Play if you want to check it out. It's called Pickle Me This. Uh, find it in your favorite podcast app. It should as, be... as long as there's Spotify, Stitcher, or yeah. uh, Google Play. Yeah, yeah. it should it should be. I'm pretty sure it's going to be approved sometime this weekend. Yeah. Uh, or go to baldmove.com and uh, you can subscribe. Uh, f- find the podcast and subscribe there, too. And finally, Bald Movies. Last night, Jim and I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the latest of the Quentin Tarantino decology. And next week, we will be looking at uh, uh, Hobbs and Shaw, Mm -hmm. a Fast and Furious presentation. We also might be doing a movie trailer roundup from San Diego Comic-Con like we're doing this week for the uh, TV trailers. Uh, So stay tuned to that. All these things can be found at baldmove.com or search for Bald Movies in your favorite podcast feed. 
Um, let's stick with the W's and go on to the next in alphabetical order, The Witcher. Oh, okay. You guys can talk about this one. I wasn't really... When you said Henry Cavill was going to be the Gerard, I think that's his name, uh-huh. I was Geralt. like, I don't see how that works because he's got the white hair and he seems like an older character to me, but when you watch the trailer, it seems to work. Yeah. I mean, he looks just like The Witcher, I think. Uh, I don't know anything about The Witcher. I've heard that this is much more about the book series than the video game series. And, There's a yeah. book series? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like mm. this is like some kind of Polish mythology, like Game of Thrones. Mm. Um, My girlfriend is very into The Witcher. She loved she? Witcher 3. What'd she think oh. of the trailer? Uh, she hasn't seen it as far as I know. Oh, okay. Because like, well, we need her expert opinion on here. Well, she's not here. Um, I, I, you know, I don't, I just don't know anything. This looks yeah. great. It looks like a very lush production. It's got big names attached. Um, I'm kind of excited to give it a, 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 a chance, but I don't know enough about it to be like, oh my god, look at that. That's mm-hmm. yeah. All I know is that there's a general internet consensus that some of these women characters have oh. been. <laughs> And it's not going where you think it's going. Okay. Some of these women characters have just been reimagined in a way that's very different from their what was innovative in the video games. But I, I saw an interview with the showrunner saying that we are not doing anything with the video game continuity. Yeah. We're really? we're we're going. This is all about the novels, which I I guess I didn't know that either. That the video games are only <laughs> loosely adapted from the novels. Which, if you don't like what they did with the women in the video game, you definitely won't <laughs> like what they do in the novels. From what I've heard, really, yeah, huh? They're they're not well written, and they are subjected to a lot of shit that is not good. All right, um, well, well, we'll see see I, how they that. That's a Netflix series, correct? Yes. yes. All right. Uh, can't wait for fifteen hours of that to drop on me in one <laughs> one random Thursday at midnight. Um, can we talk about his Dark Materials? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fall twenty nineteen. It was announced. Yeah, whatever that means in 2019's fall. October. I mean, Same that's the thing. Yeah. Like, every, like I, it's so I, I think it's like now we're starting to realize what that dude was talking about uh, when he was taking over HBO and says he wanted to crank the content. It's like because yeah. everyone when I was thinking like, uh, oh, Watchmen and his Dark Materials, oh, those are going to compete on Sunday night, so like one will come out late summer, one. And I keep seeing fall. I think what we're going to have is like there's going to be one on Sunday night, one on Monday night. There's going to be another thing on Tuesday night. Like it's just going to be round the clock. Like yeah. every evening is going to have some badass thing on HBO, which is sounds amazing unless you're trying to cover it all. And then it's like, ah, <laughs> yeah, so. the new CEO of, of HBO. It's just like you thought you were going to get a holiday vacation nope. this year. Yeah. You idiot. And yeah. Jeff Bezos jumps on the train and he spoiled it, too. And. Well, Jim- I think so. So I, I haven't read the books. I didn't see the movie, but I've heard that this is all this is kind of like a, a secular allegory in the same vein that like uh, uh, the C.S. Lewis stuff is like a Christian allegory. And mm-hmm. I saw in this this concept of this aletherium, this device that can detect the truth. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I see it now, because even if you believe like there is one true religion, that means you you point this aletherium uh, a, a device at any other preacher of the wrong religion is right. going to be a, and if, if that if like the public would ever believe in that it would like quickly i mean either all religions are kind of true or there's only one that's right or like my belief they're probably all just kind of mythology and and whatever but uh that's 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 going to be really interesting mm-hmm. and i'm going to i'm going to be very curious to see like what the public appetite is for that because 
you know, I, that's something we talked about on like uh, the leftovers. Like, are there like devout Christians that are watching this show? And it turns yeah. out that yeah, there's you know, uh, there's broad-minded and free-thinking Christians that are able to like, oh yeah, this is a fantasy that's not doesn't go along with my beliefs, but you know, who cares? Um, it's a YA I, thing, right? The Golden Compass series is yeah, <sighs> but it might be like YA in is? the way the Lord yeah. of the Rings is YA. Okay. I, I, the Lord I, of the Rings just, is not I, YA. No, that's not YA. I'm trying to think, is this going to be as interesting to me as like The Watchmen? And I think it has like a different angle um, on the commentary it's trying to bring, but it also has like just a younger perspective. And I I don't know it's going to be totally for me, but I am going to give it a shot. I'm kind of excited about it based on the trailer. Uh, it could be interesting. I hope it's not too YA for me is my only thing. Yeah, I think the most YA thing about it is that the characters are younger in a mm-hmm. Ender's Game type of way. That it's not, it is kind of YA, but also has much more adult themes. Is Ender's Game if YA? It, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. If it has something and they all have a little more nuanced than typical YA stuff does, then I will be satisfied, I'm sure. Like armored polar bears? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, tell me more about the helmet. That the what makes YA YA? Is Catcher in the Rye YA? Because it's got Holton Holton. I don't think Catcher in the Rye is YA huh? at all. No, I, I think it's it's the, the concepts, the depth of the concepts to me. Huh. Um, and and to, to some degree, like the characters that it focuces on. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, it's, it's surface I, level. I, I, is it like pornography? You know it when you see it. Like, kind you of. Know, Hunger Games kind is Catcher in the Rye is not. The Giver is YA. Because yeah. it's from the point of view of a younger person, but they're also dealing with stuff that's way too like is Huck Finn them. YA? No, yes, is it? Yeah, I believe so. It I mean, like it's, it's a weird. You have genre. To, I think I look at the author's intent, and I think Mark Twain wrote that for a younger audience, for a YA audience. Hmm. Where like Catcher on the Rye, I don't think was written for maybe early twenty somethings, but I don't consider that to be YA. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I need I ma. That's just me making I assumptions. Need ma. And Middle-aged sure. adult fiction. <laughs> <Middle-aged> ma. <laughs> no one's making enough ma. Uh, okay, something I know we're all excited for, The Expanse Season 4. Hell yeah. So they are going... We got a trailer, fuck. and we got like a five-minute yes. sequence of the Rasanati landing on some Illis. brave new alien uh-huh. world. Mm, what could happen there? I've got read the fucking legend stuff. from Jin Alley there to meet him. <laughs> uh, perfect love- guy to play yeah. what is a true fucking asshole in yeah. this book. Really? Oh, yeah. Jin's got the spoiler he takes. He's got This the- is book four. I don't know if they're going to do like a season three kind of thing. And you've read book did- four, right? Yeah, I've read okay. book four. And this is definitely the plot of book four. Um, but they might do like they did in season three and do four and five. Kind of how they did like half of two and all of three in one season of the television show. Mm-hmm. I love that this extended cut just fills us with all of these expanse feelings that we have. Like seeing the crew back together again yeah. is great. Seeing but Naomi also, take it like, like I, almost, that's what I was about to say oh, is that they God. immediately just continue with the continuity. Like yeah. mm-hmm. this is Naomi's first time on a planet. So of yeah, course like, she's going to fall down. It's, it's not the grab. It's not just the gravity. It's her looking up and not seeing a ceiling. That yeah. I think is what really kind of like shook her. Yeah. Like, that's and the first they do time. that with moment. Bobby in season two season. Yeah. I think season two, right. When the, she goes to earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They yeah. tell her like, don't, don't look, too much up because yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. get disoriented that, that was one of my questions is where are their special space sunglasses because it's also bright and it's hard and i yeah, feel yeah. like that would be official equipment but and the <laughs> the moment between her and holden looking at each other 
I just, yeah, very excited. Plus, yeah, Ava still yeah. looks like a fucking dreamboat. Yeah, you don't even have to say I, it. I, I, my knees buckled like like I saw the sky for the first time when I when I locked eyes with him on the trailer. Oh, what's his name? The captain. <laughs> Space John Snow. No, the was well, he not the captain? The the pilot then. Oh, Alex. Yeah, yeah Alex. Alex. As soon as he gets out, he puts, puts on a his hat. Beanie on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, hell yeah, man! I love Alex. That, you see this, uh, the Expanse does give me Star Wars or Star Trek feels where it's like I know these characters enough that I just like seeing them sh- fuck yeah. around like you know uh, Amos like hinting that he trying to teach Avisarol to wear heels or whatever it's like it's just really fun yeah. or like watching Bobby plow through a plate of cucumber sandwiches it's yeah. just and the Red Band trailer we got a good Avisarol what the fuck is going yeah. on yeah they freed Avisarol's dialogue to be as oh, filthy man. as she wants to be it's it, it, this this book opens up a lot of shit uh, as far as like the grander plot goes. I'm well, so that's excited the thing. To see the, what you guys what think I what I realize is the first three seasons are literally the prologue for the story uh-huh. that they wanted to tell, and it like because that was always what scared me is like this proto molecule. I don't know. Like I, it's getting in the way of the story I want to tell when it's really the key that unlocks the door to the story that they want to tell. I'm like Jesus. Yeah. It's yeah. it's yeah I'm it's probably the single most thing I don't know it's it, that and the Watchmen, uh, the Watchmen's an unknown yeah. quantity like the Expanse right. like this is a great crew it's a great cast it's in the hands of like industrious authors who seem to be taking their fucking serious se- series seriously uh, whereas the Watchmen's like you know it's Damon Lindelof I love mm-hmm. the guy's work um, but you know he can go off the crazy the, the, the rails a bit and, and the money man on this yeah. Jeff Bezos sure loves the thing so he probably doesn't want to change it much right he probably just wants to say, not sure about the rossonite's copper plating this season i i must have missed that it's 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 like you know it's just blinding in the sun oh you gee, know? It's, no, uh, yeah, i get <laughs> okay it was it was the it's part of the writer it's like okay yeah but you gotta yeah. it's gotta it's gotta be all copper it's gotta be all <laughs> copper they gotta polish it none yeah. is green shit uh like capital domes i want i want bright copper how many more things will be named penis in this season <laughs> the number is not zero it's yeah, definitely not penis the penis copperer is what it's going to be called this time uh anything else about the expanse no yeah i'm super excited december 13th 2019 that's the one there. thing i think uh, yeah we got to talk about this okay are are they going to drop it all for christmas break? i almost said no but the boys dropped the entire series today uh-huh. and i it's like i've never seen anyone try to do a week-to-week thing through christmas so I kind of am scared that they're going to drop the whole damn thing. Here's what I think they're going to do, because they did this for season one of Handmaid's Tale, is they gave you just the first two mm-hmm. episodes, and I think they did that for another season but or series, but I think maybe the first two to get you hooked and then sort of dole it out that way, because I believe it's really highly anticipated. Not enough to keep it alive on sci-fi, but enough <laughs> to get it going on Amazon and get people a lot of new people into the show there are a now. lot so, of new people yeah. excited about it because yeah. like you know like the the save the expanse campaign like brought a lot of attention to it and i also think that if they're smart they will spread this out over like the course of 10 weeks because this show needs that much like cultural imagination capture to build an yeah. audience like you can't shit this out on a single like the mm-hmm. weekend before christmas really kicks off and 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 like who's going to be reading coverage of it who's going i you know i I, ho- I hope they do it. Um, Question, do you guys take a Christmas break in February if that happens? <laughs> I don't no, know. No, I, I think we blitz and cover it because that's typically our Christmas break starts like 17th to the 20th, somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, 
I think we could probably get it in. Well, we should have screeners really for this too. Crammed. So that'll help. Hopefully, if we yeah. can get like, you know, before it drops like at least half of the episodes covered and and ready to talk about. Absolutely. It would help it would help out a lot. Uh our work life balance a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh anything else on the expanse? Probably my number one anticipated show this year. Over The Watchmen, clear and above. I, I they're really close, but I have this relationship already. That's what with I'm the expanse, that, It comes down to that for me. Yeah. It, it's it's I know this is good. I've read the book that it's based on. I know it's gonna okay. be good if they follow that. Like Yeah. Yep. Super excited. I'm kind of curious because like the big um I you know, I try to say spoiler free, but one of the big debates it seemed is like whether they would just even skip this book. Yeah, it was debated. And I'm like Knowing that, like, if this was, like, a skippable book and they are not skipping it, I think that's pretty interesting. Uh-huh. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm curious to see after the, the season's over, uh, like, ask, like, why did they think this was skippable? Or, Well, like I said, I think it's going to kick open more doors on the, the larger plot, the grander yeah. uh, thing that's going on here. So, like, I almost think you can't skip that part. What you could skip is a lot of the kind of smaller stuff that goes on, on it does seem world. like an, in- an interesting place to explore the question of can you hand humanity enough te- technological rope for it to hang itself like the like like it seems like that, t- that humanity has technology that they shouldn't have for another thousand years they didn't earn it mm-hmm. they didn't build it uh in fact it was a shit show to bring it into fruition and like now it's it's giving them so much power and so much expansion that you know are they ready for it it seems like to me is going to be the re- the theme for the rest of the 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 series um okay let's move on to the dark crystal age of resistance <laughs> i have this is strange because it's both puppeteering which is live and happening and they're green screening the people out, but also CGI with everything except for the puppets. So it looks very okay. bizarre. Hmm. I just, I have no affection for the source material because of course it's magic and I was forbidden to watch it. I always thought it was a little bit creepy as a kid too. And to me, this stuff is very uh, Team America, World Police, Uncanny Valley. Like I don't like if they want him to look like this and just make him look like that as a CGI model. Right. Um, but I know that people probably lose their shit if they aren't puppets. So it's oh, like yeah. I just yeah. it's to me it's I have a hard I just have a hard time watching these characters and taking them seriously because they look like puppets. And I feel like the the number one reason that the fandom for this thing exists is exactly that look nasty creepy puppets yeah like did they intend them to be this way it's almost better if they didn't because then they made some nasty creepy puppets unintentionally and we can point at it and laugh i think that's the full fandom but i felt the same way about anomalisa which was very adult but the puppets it's just like i just have a hard time stop motion but I'm saying it's still like the the it, it's still like this kind of animation. I because I, I think I can take animation seriously, but it's like this type of animation just is not as expressive. It looks like a whole bunch of botoxed at their best. Looks like a whole bunch of botoxed, weird, latexy actors, and which I think is fine. I mean, the Dark Crystal, the original one, was fine, mm-hmm. and I feel like the puppets are. You've seen Dark Crystal, uh, yeah? Okay. I feel like the puppets, I mean, just like any Muppets movie, imagine that. They are an answer for not doing just all CGI or animation, and you want to have these practical effects. But you can't do both at the same time. That just seems like it 
two mm. solutions for i mean if you have that kind of budget just do a live action completely or just do yeah. all animation and cgi and then it can look exactly like you want it to well, but the combination of the two just seems unnecessary I think that that's the other thing is that like Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy are very expressive and like they don't look human and they don't look like their flesh is made oh, out of anything. Oh, your problem but... is with these specific characters that are humanoid? Yeah. Like I think I would take them like because Kermit can be funny and Kermit can be fearful and Kermit can be like uh, fucking have a lot of pathos. And same thing with y- y- like Yoda. I don't have I guess I don't have a problem taking hmm. puppets seriously. It's just this style of puppets where they're going for some kind of like heightened realism but it falls in that square in that uncanny valley where it's like uh it's not unhuman enough to where i can just kind of like anthropomorphize it like i can with yoda and kermit and miss piggy and fozzy but it's not human enough like you know detroit become human where i can take it seriously as a serious dramatic act it's just like in this no man's land and to me that reads team america world police where you just make a bunch of jokes about how stupid it is and how imprecise the puppets are um, or you make low-budget children's entertainment, but I, like I said, yeah. I, I'm probably pissing everybody off, um, but I have zero interest in this this project, even if people say it's amazing Dark Crystal. I've lived this far without any Dark Crystal in my life. I'm, I'm cool with taking that, that, that streak into the grave. <laughs> yeah, just seems like a property that maybe didn't need to be brought back to life, especially yeah. when you already have Labyrinth, and Dark Crystal was a B version of Labyrinth, I think. <laughs> Well, there's 37 streaming yeah. services, and they have to have content 24-7, so True. there's no concept too stupid or too moldy. Jim Henson um, Plus is what they're launching. Jim Henson JHP, yeah. No, that's just still Disney, because they bought uh-huh. literally the Muppets. Uh, <laughs> then finally, Mr. Robot? Not really a trailer, but just a little yeah. bit of... Uh, some behind-the-scenes photos dropped. Six of and them, some, And a teaser, like a little teaser of Elliot... Uh-huh. It's giant fucking eyes while someone's scolding him for how many people he's hurt to get the things that he wants. And his response is, have you ever heard of the greater good? Uh, no. He So the thing that I saw that came out, I think this morning, like I got it in my inbox at like 2 a.m. today, mm-hmm. um, was these behind-the-scenes images. Four of them are just on-set photos. I'm not super interested in that. Okay, Christian Slater's still in it. Okay, Rami Malek's still in it. Uh but then they had two kind of interesting ones. One was an F Society mask on top of a wreath, and another was the Dark Army mask on top of a pile of Christmas lights. So it seems like this is going to be Christmas themed, or, or at the very least, have some tie into Christmas. That's interesting because I think of like you know Christmas in a society where money has been destroyed, uh-huh. the economy is in shambles. Um, but it's also going to be fucking cold, and yeah. like, what if people can't afford heat? And I'm, I'm, I. That's always been one of the things that sticks in my craw about Mister Robot. Although I really like it, is that they have a lot of implications. But when you see the larger world, they don't really like none. None of it feels like the world that I think would exist if these things were actually going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if like if they they set this in the winter. You know, because like uh, Christmas is cold, but it's also very consumer driven. And, you know, both of those things will be interesting to explore in, in this context. And it's the final season. Yeah. So like, you know, this is going to be uh, there's a lot of riding on this because I think I'm kind of up in air how I'll feel about Mr. Robot long term. Like, you know, um, but if they really stick this landing, it can elevate it. And if it just kind of like never comes together, then I, I this inter- this show's always been very interesting fascinating they do a lot that's i just went and checked out their alternate alternate 
what is it? Alternate AR. reality AR. game? Just say AR. AR. They're AR. They ARG, and like they've already got like way so many things of that that's that's going on. Um, and it's always going to been. I always think fondly of it, but I'm just really curious to see if they can they can bring it all together. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, also, I think a fall premiere. Another one. <sighs> Noah Holly just burst into her <laughs> office and said, "Fargo, two fuckers. Fargo's coming out this fall." <laughs> jo- uh, j- j- uh, this is a big joke, and better call Saul. Well, hey, the good news is I got a lot more time coming up here, yeah, soon, there so I can go. help you guys produce yeah, this we stuff. We just peel some of them <laughs> off. The club, club that dot com. What is it? It locks your car's steering wheel so that no one can take your car. Who can get into it? No one, because it's locked by the club. Can you f- defeat the thrilling alternate reality game that is club.ballmove.com? Can you figure out the sequence of clicks you can click on to gain fabulous features like ad-free feeds and lunch with Jim and Aaron? Can you put the correct sequence of four, 16 numbers into a text box to unlock these fantastic <laughs> secrets? Find out on the next season of club.ballmove.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, okay, yeah. let's talk about The Boys. The Boys. The All Boys, right. a new Amazon Prime uh, series. It dropped in its entirety. There's eight episodes to watch. Um, I looked it up. It's most definitely not DC. There are a lot of a lot of big names attached. Because I was just I was making a joke when I said it was a Marvel DC crossover. Because I thought you were making a joke about nope. it being DC. No, nope, it's a Sony thing. I thought I could have sworn I saw a DC logo, but you might be right. They I might think, have yeah, done. it just looks exactly like the yeah. DC logo, except for instead of panning to the DC guys, it pans to the seven. Yeah. Uh, so the premise of this is there are seven superheroes that are kind of like the Justice League of America. And there is a new uh, superhero by the name of Starlight who wants mm-hmm. to join them. Um, and we're also introduced to this human, this, this regular Joe character whose girlfriend is killed in a bit of superhero-related action. And uh, you get to peer behind the superhero lifestyle, and it turns out that they're just very, they're just terrible people. That this power, this this power that they have is uh is is unchecked and also there's a lot of uh like like all the marvel and dc billion dollar franchises are still attached to these characters Mm -hmm. um but they just are morally bankrupt and they're too big to fail and they're too powerful to check what does the world do about them uh and it goes pretty fucking far this is adult i was blown away by this show i because i didn't know anything about it going in uh other than it was a superhero thing and it sets a tone immediately mm-hmm. i mean even even just the conversation between these two kids on the street where they're saying fuck and oh yeah. he wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to to rip his dick off because he couldn't find it because he's invisible like they're having conversations that every kid has yeah that's that's a middle school superhero debate right there but you'd never see in like a marvel movie nope. right nobody well nobody would say the word dick or or fuck, or fuck. Yeah. like so this sets a tone immediately and it it keeps that tone 
and actually pushes that tone harder through the rest of the episode than I ever imagined. Uh, and by the end of it, I was just left going, okay, this is exactly what I have wanted to see since I was a teenager as far as like a deconstruction of superheroes. Like what if superheroes were actually bad guys? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it just sounds like, oh, you're talking about supervillains. But in this case, they have a really brilliant conceit, which is, their their public reputation is these these fantastic do-gooders and behind the scenes they're evil yeah right there's an incredibly narcissistic quality to these type of people and why not because they're super powerful yeah and if you're if you're the flash or if you're what is his name if you're the flash Mm. if for anyone who hasn't seen the show and you accidentally bump into someone what does that mean (laughs) when you're going super fast yeah oh well you find out in the first two minutes right and that doesn't make them a bad guy like a super villain essentially essentially but you know you have to as a superhero make peace with that Mm -hmm. but also what if you don't really consider the consequences yeah what if you don't care yeah, because like, some of them, because that's my question. Like, did these guys start like Starlight? Like, we're supposed to understand that these guys were all kind of like Starlight at one point, and they're noble-minded, they, like, and they trained. want to use their powers, but then absolute power corrupts absolutely. And, like, also, you know, like Superman and, you know, the Man of Steel, he yeah. kills 100,000 people easily in that in that confrontation he has with the supervillain. And what does that... Does that blood wash off his uniform? This show just leans into that. Like, maybe yeah. these guys were creeps to start with. Maybe some of them weren't. But, like, so much shit goes down in these guys' ex-superhuman lives that it probably Dr. Manhattan's them after a while. Uh, and I think that's... Uh, right, but even Dr. Manhattan had a little bit more perspective than these people did. At least he was aware that he wasn't feeling something. And like, it's like midway through, I'm thinking like, man, this is maybe me more interesting if like there was some schism between the superheroes where like some of them are actually trying to live up to some kind of moral standards and the others yeah. don't. And it's there's a little bit of that in the Watchmen. Like, you know, everyone kind of knew that the comedian had a screw loose and mm-hmm. um, but everybody else was trying to do better. But. And then I'm like, oh, well, maybe the Superman character, the, uh, the, <laughs> Homelander. the, the Homelander. Homelander, maybe he's that guy. And then at the, and, and then at the end of the episode, nope, no. Nope. Oh, that was devastating because it, yeah. the way they shot that, it made it seem like this was going to be a flashback to the the guy who was speaking Carl Urban's character when he was a kid, maybe for a oh, second. Oh, I was thinking that. Uh, I recognized the guy, the father. Oh, okay, uh-huh. from earlier uh, from the-, the previous scene. So. Yeah, gotcha. I, yeah, and I was wondering. I just thought it was going to be like the standard, like Superman, that he was going to be attacked by somebody. And right, but not only does he or killed, <laughs> he looked right at him. He recognizes uh-huh. the Homelanders out there. Hey, isn't that your friend? But he, you can see when you cut back that he cut the plane right where that kid was. Plus, and he gives so the kid the salute. He gives the kid the like the Superman salute and everything. Before he yeah. does it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I saw that, but once a plane goes down, he has that second, and then he starts to smile. It's like, oh god, this guy is the most powerful guy in the planet right now. What's wild is that this guy is the star of Banshee. He huh. was, yeah. But he's got longer blonde. Like he was wearing a buzz cut and Banshee, just stark black, like a Velcro patch on his head. And now it's like you know uh, this I, long, I, like bleach blonde hair. And he it really changed his look a lot. But that guy is a fucking magnetic character, and he's no slouch with action. Uh, that that could be very cool. Yeah, there was a lot of cast here that was surprising. Elizabeth, uh, your Shue? favorite Elizabeth Shue, still with me. I'm watching her with a heart emoticons in my eyes, like. <laughs> 
Damn, Lizabeth. Uh, Carl Urban. Is yes. Carl in this. Urban is a Carl badass. Urban using his natural accent, I love that. Yeah. His fight yeah. with the Invisible Man is one of the more the <laughs> yeah. more the, one of the more incredible and inventive fights sequences I've seen in the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Disappointed he didn't rip his dick off and lose I, it. Yeah, I want to see an invisible <laughs> dick be ripped off. Yeah, they, they did outline his ass with electricity though yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. so hilarious yeah because this is it's described as a black comedy and i think that's oh, yeah. the gear you need to appreciate it uh, because it right, might because you feel be... conflicted about those things happening but also this guy spends all day in the bathroom naked just yeah. waiting to He's see oh, these are hurt. trash yeah. people like yeah I, I I thought Aquaman's I knew, a rapist. Uh, yeah, I thought I knew what i was in for when yeah. i saw robin explode yeah into gore and then I was not prepared. I was still not prepared for so that scene. So you were just left holding the, their hands? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I was... I don't know what the analogy is there with with dicks and whatever, but I was not prepared for that scene with Starlight, where yeah. she's introduced for the first time to the, the Deep or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. That was fucked, and then it just kept getting more and more fucked, and I thought there was no end to it. Yeah, I'm wanting to see the the one I, the one hero that they didn't even bother to really sketch beyond a Homelander, which that they're saving that for the reveal is the Wonder Woman analog, Queen, Queen Maeve, yeah, Queen Maeve. Queen Maeve. I wonder because I, I, she actually might be kind of heroic, but she's just hard boiled now yeah. because she's been dealing with these boys for you know. Well, I think the person that you're supposed to understand is like okay. They are the good, and the conflict is Starlight, right? Well, for sure. Yeah. But, she, yeah. but, but, like, again, is that just because she's new at this and she doesn't know how Will the world? Will she get jaded? Yeah, yeah. Like the first time she's responsible for a luck, uh, like a cruise liner exploding. Uh-huh. You know, uh, did, how how quickly do you get jaded about human life? Yeah, I'm super interested in this. Yeah, yeah. We'll just go home and watch the entire series right mm-hmm. now. Well, it's interesting because it's it's uh, the the talent attached to this, even on the creative side. Like this was uh, a, a comic series by Garth Ennis, who has won several Eisner awards. Uh, I was familiar with some of the work he did in the uh, like 10, 15 years ago on The Punisher, um, and it's got uh, uh, Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy also, I think it was the one that wrote preacher and like their mission statement that they wanted to out preacher preacher, uh, and preacher got like, we saw most of the first season and that fucking show was crazy. Hmm. I uh, heard it took off after that too. Yeah. 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 I, I always wanted to get back to that, but you know, it's like trying to catch up to a train, you know, <laughs> you, just get, you, you, <laughs> you just get run over, run you just get ran over by that content. Um, but yeah, it looks, it looks really, really good. Only eight episodes. So. Maybe yeah. we can come back and next week or the week after and wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Got a crazy schedule for the next <laughs> few weeks, but we'll, we'll, we'll I'll we'll see, see more of it for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do we want to talk about uh, wrapping up Los Espukes? Yeah, I watched the last two episodes of that. I think we all did. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of disappointed when we didn't get to Double Car Park. Yeah. You know what would be just perfect if it was just... Uh, him parking two Teslas at once. <laughs> How? Why, why would that be more perfect? How would he do it? Because it would be like they're they're pumping up this big crazy thing that he can do, and then it's just two cell phones. He presses two oh, buttons. Oh, self driving cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he uh, okay. isn't actually in both of the cars right, at okay. the same time. <laughs> Maybe yeah, he's the only funny. guy that can afford two cell phones on staff, right? Because he's like been there the longest. Oh yeah, and he's the he's the the world's most amazing parker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they didn't do it. I wish they would have shown us that. Yes. Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting because it's. I was, 
I had clear favorites. Um, I really liked uh, Tat- Tatia. Tati. 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 And I really liked um, the chocolate guy. Um, Andres? Andres. Yeah. And I thought that... Um, uh, God damn it. I thought that <laughs> Ursula and... Ursula and Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Rinald- Ray. Rinaldo. Ronaldo, not Reynaldo. No, why? Yeah. Uh, I thought they were like just a straight man and woman, and it was hard for them to make an impression. But like by the end of this season, like I already kind of felt the way I did like at the end of friends where like early goings, I had my favorites of the cast. And then like, you know, by the time you get to like mid of the run of the uh, friends, if you're watching it, you realize like, I kind of like them all like, you know, mm-hmm. I'd like if you took any one of them away, I'd be sad. And I really liked what they did with Ronaldo and how he got to meet his like idol and how that was a big disappointment. And he realizes what he really wants to do is, you know, do do spooks with his friends, mm-hmm. and I really liked uh, what they did with Ursula's character and her relationship between her and her sister. And Tati really, finally I gets felt... the prince she wanted. Yeah, yeah, and she. I, I don't want to say too much uh, for fear of spoilers. Like this whole season is out there; it's only been out for like done for like a week. Mm-hmm. So, but the way they rationalize Tati's behavior. <laughs> throughout the whole thing is yeah. fantastic i thought and it yeah. pays off so well yeah like that they yeah. had these characters where like again not to, that they were in like they both one character couldn't couldn't stop it from happening because of their self-image and the other one was just like dad you know <laughs> who didn't didn't have enough self-awareness to realize what it, and it's just they set that up the entire season and it was great it was so it's yeah, it's incredible because watch. it both excuses but doesn't really explain some of the choices she makes. Like, yeah, why did she dress like J Lo from two thousand and one VMAs? <laughs> yeah, but it was awesome. Sure. Uh, yeah, love it. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It uh, works. Ursula is probably the least developed character, but I feel like they're going to do more with her next season. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they they were setting Agreed. up a whole storyline with her. Uh, yeah, so she was probably my least favorite, but someone has to be. I liked. Um... I like the resolution of Andres, uh, like uh, his his uh, mysterious past. Oh right, I like uh, the resolution that... of the king's speech. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. and that, that's the other thing is like I I wonder what they're going to do with the uh, his uh, inner demon because I love that character and the kind of like the relationship they had and and you know, her yeah her review of the king's speech when she finally got this, the chance to see it and how like low stakes it all was yeah. like oh i can't watch the king's speech because the wi-fi's down the wi-fi yeah. the wi-fi's finally fixed and <laughs> it's I, I don't know fred armison does a really good job just like he does in portlandia and just like he does in uh the the, the documentary now series mm-hmm. What he builds from essentially nothing is just very, very impressive. Right. Taking a really funny story, but also making it compelling and has this great through line of of connecting everything is, mm-hmm. is a gift. Yeah. It's uh, crazy, too. Like, if you're looking for a really crazy show, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't like a stretch, if you, if you don't like a 10 or 15 minute stretch, don't worry. There'll be another 10 or 15 minute stretch that you will like. Yeah. Uh, not, I mean, I... Some of the episodes I definitely liked more than others. There was one, I can't put my finger on it, but there was one that I wasn't super engaged with, but it's just very transient. And then it's like, oh, mm-hmm. now they're doing something else. Or, oh, Ta- Tatia's moved on to some other crazy scheme. Um, yeah, so the Marilyn Monroe possessed by the ghost of Fred Flintstone. 
<laughs> really got me for some reason. She's dressed up, holding her skirt, saying, yeah. 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 And, the, and the mayor's like, that's not a sea monster, but people like it. <laughs> right. It's just crazy. It's kooky. It's good. It's great. And I'm very do... excited for the next seasons. Yeah, yeah I wonder if it'll more. be another six and done or if they're like, okay, this experiment. Because everyone seemed to love it. I don't know what kind of ratings it got internally, but like it was a critical success, critical darling. Uh, and it had a lot stacked up against it. Like, you know, um, subtitles turns out is is not popular to people. Um, and this is like a subtitle, like first type of entertainment. Uh, and also, like, I was worried myself about like, well, subtitles with comedy because it's all about timing. Mm, yeah. And if you're like eyes are tired between their like comic reactions. But like, and this is another thing with Fred Armisen is like the comedy's not really in the mugging. Um, and if, if they're doing physical comedy, there's not usually a lot of dialogue. If they're doing dialogue, it doesn't depend on like their mugging and their rubber face. Right, it's and a reaction. lot of just dry delivery. Yes, mm-hmm. and yes. situational stuff, and yeah, yeah, it's good. So uh, I think that's it for Bald Move TV this week. That's all of television. That, I is. mean, damn! I felt like we cut, we went around the horn. Yeah, we ran a horn a couple times. Oh yeah. Uh, if you'd like to send in feedback, you can do so at TV at baldmove.com. You can also discuss this and any other uh, Bald Move production or uh, touching thing at uh, forums.baldmove.com. We'll be back next week with another episode of Bald Move Television. Who knows what all of television will watch next week. Mm-hmm. But until then, I'm Aaron. I'm Jim. I'm Cecily. Have a great weekend.